Welcome one and all to episode 27 of the Megavision Show, the companion podcast to Megavision's magazine. Today is January 6, 2020, and I'm Chris, the editor of Megavision's. Joining me this week is Scotty, the digital content manager extraordinaire. How is it going, man? Uh, recovering from MAGFest, but I'm alive. The MAGFest blues, I guess? I don't know. The mag... Got the I got the mag sag, the mag sag. Uh. Um, man, I I that that is a real thing because I'll tell you what I I feel like shit. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, and I I didn't stay as long as you guys either. Like I came in, <sighs> boy. Yeah, Friday. I, don't know. I I worked about a half day on Friday and came home, changed, did a, a few things around the house, and left. I got in around. Five o'clock, I want to say, but you guys, I mean, you had a way crazier week. And I think you should just talk about that for a second. Um, so, yeah, uh, my girlfriend, Rachel, and I, we <clears throat> one of our favorite bands, Motion City Soundtrack, broke up um, shortly before we actually started dating. And they had announced a not a reunion tour, just a one off thing. The tour is literally called Don't Call It a Comeback. Um <laughs> And uh, that's the name of one of their songs as well. But they uh, they had a Pittsburgh date for Saturday, the Saturday of MAGFest. So we, the next closest date was in Cleveland at the House of Blues uh, the Thursday night before. Well, the Thursday night, I guess, technically first night of MAGFest. But because of my job's blackout days, I can never get anything outside. I can't get to MAGFest any earlier than Friday night. So we, we drove to... Ohio is about a two and a half hour, two fifteen, two and a half hour um, drive from us. So we did that and back Thursday night. Went to work Friday and then left from work around five o'clock through rush hour and all that crap. Drove um, four and a half hours to Magfest. Got to Magfest around I think ten ten thirty. We got there Friday night and woo wee. That's oh my god! It was Magfest. Yeah, that was probably that was an exception for me to want to go to Ohio because I am legitimately so tired of going to Ohio. A lot of bands skip Pittsburgh anymore, um, and rightfully so. Some of our venues kind of are crap, and the, the, we don't really have anything in between like giant venue and clubs, uh, really. So, but so we end up we've we've gone to Cleveland a lot or just Ohio a lot, and I'm just I'm done with it. I'm over it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah Magfest. But you only had a, like a two and a half hour drive or something, I think. Yeah, it's about two and a half, three hours because I'm coming from Jersey. So I, I went through, uh, went south, like through Delaware and kind of came around the other way than what we typically do. Oh. Uh, I, I guess it was just the traffic or something. Um, my GPS took me. Typically, I'll go through like Baltimore uh, and everything. Right. And um, but it took me another way uh, and it, it was fine. Uh, it was weird because Marson wasn't, you know, here with us so right. I, was, I, I was actually been messaging him like we've been talking on on uh like text and stuff i was like it's just it was weird not having him around and everything and uh but he was asking how it was we'll get in we'll talk more about magfest um here in a bit uh it was a good time though if, if anyone's listening and you haven't been and you can i, I definitely suggest it's my favorite so. yeah and it does um we should if nobody knows uh mag stands for music and games festival Here's the thing. I learned something. It actually doesn't stand for that. What does it stand for? Because here's, dude, I always thought it stood for Music and Games Festival. Yeah. So I kind of went off on my own a lot. 
okay. through Magfest. Uh-huh. Just to just kind of like look around. And I ventured over uh, to the museum area because I found that like last year or the year oh, before. And yeah. it's really cool. They had this big on one of the walls. They had this timeline um, printed out like a big banner that showed like the very beginnings of MAGFest mm-hmm. and just like some little information about each MAGFest from the very beginning up to now. And what I learned is MAGFest actually stands for mid Atlantic games festival. What dumb. Yeah. I, I was blown away. I had no idea. Dumb. I always thought it stood for music and games. I still do. <laughs> Nobody's corrected me. No one's, I mean, I don't even know. I don't think anyone knows. Maybe not. Mid-Atlantic. Yeah, We're not in the whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, like I said, we'll talk more about it here in a bit. Uh, but we do, I, I, before we get started with the rest of the show, just want to give a quick uh, Megavisions Magazine update like we always do. We posted a update on Patreon uh, late last week. I think it was on Friday, just to let everyone know where we're at with uh, Issue 9. Uh, like I said in the update, uh, we're introducing some some new features in this issue, I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but uh, one of those is a game versus game uh, that we're doing for the first time. And it's essentially where we we take like two games that were released on a gen- like a, a Sega platform and something on a competing platform. And we have two writers and they each take a stance on one of the games and they try to argue uh, and debate for whatever game that they have. And it's like the better, better game. And so you and uh, Antichrist ended up doing uh, this feature. What did you guys end up doing on, Scotty? Uh, yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Hyperstone Heist, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time on the Super Nintendo. Hyperstone Heist was on the Genesis. Yeah, and uh, that it sounded like you guys had a lot of fun. Like, editing it, I did all the layout and stuff uh, this past week. Uh, it came out really good. It thanks. Yeah, it was hard at first to do. We weren't really sure how to personify ourselves because um, mm-hmm. it was very. I make it sound like this art piece. Um, <laughs> it was hard to. The only thing that was challenging, I guess you could say, not really hard, but challenging to come off as confident but not douchey. Yeah, yeah. Um, I used to do that to like, uh, come off as douchey, I should say, but, um, <laughs> we know we used to, uh, have a feature called the face off on the website and, and it was kind of the same sort of thing. Uh, so I totally get what you're saying, um, with that, but, uh, Sketchcraft, he's doing this really cool April O'Neil, uh, like portrait for, for that layout. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's one of the reasons why we're taking a little bit of extra time with this issue because what we're essentially doing, and I was actually talking to him today about it, but we're essentially having like two cover quality pieces in this issue of the magazine. Like that April O'Neil piece that he's working on oh, right now, right? Uh, mm-hmm. that could be a cover to any video game magazine. Like it's really amazing. It has April O'Neil as the central figure, but all around her is just like all this like Ninja Turtles memorabilia, like the Turtles arcades are there. Uh, Turtles in Time, Hyperstone Heist, uh, Super Nintendo, Genesis, like all this stuff. Yeah, so those cool. uh, those gross um, green tur- turtle pastry cake things. <laughs> yeah, those are in there. It's it's weird, man. He's just throwing everything, like all the his nostalgic Turtles memories. He's like cramming in there, and it's really cool. Uh, and so that's 
that he, that's what he's currently working on right now, and that's going to end up being a ten-page feature in the magazine. And we're really just it's it's it, we're kind of like really doing this really big, uh, huge screens. I think everyone's really going to like it. It's it's unlike anything we've done in the magazine so far, and that's one of the big things for me is that uh, I want every feature in the magazine to kind of have its own identity, if that makes sense. Like I hate the feeling that uh, everything kind of runs together and everything feels the same. And I feel like um, that's kind of what we had going on a little bit with um, like issue six, like everything was just, it was very kind of the same. We're, we moved away from that with issue seven um, or I'm sorry with, with issue seven, then eight, which we did last. And then with issue nine, like I, I feel like the magazine is really kind of coming into its own and, and, and it's really getting more of a an identity and a personality. And you'll see that with this with this upcoming issue. Um, in addition to that, uh, we also have our first couple of mascots for the magazine and they're called Hot uh, and Stop. And they are going to accompany a new feature uh, that we are going to have where it's, it's not, it sounds kind of similar to game versus game, but it's not really, it's kind of like, um, uh, where we come up with a term or a genre and mega visions writers pick the ones that they think are hot or they think are not hot, which are kind of like the snot. So for instance, for this issue, we did, uh, like, what are your, what are, like, what are your favorite and most, hated superhero video games mm-hmm. and those are hot and those are snot uh you look at the patreon post and you'll get uh an an idea for the way the, the characters look there's a there's a picture of that in the post um and you'll get kind of a better idea but we're hoping that uh we're, we're targeting the end of the month to be completely done and send everything to the printer um and so really it's just kind of dependent on sketch just trying to work through uh, the April O'Neil piece, he's got um, a little bit more work to do on that hotter snot feature, and then he's going to start the virtual on cover piece. Um, so they're, just from an art standpoint, there's still a lot of work to do. Uh, but for the most part, we've got all the articles laid out uh, in the magazine. We do have to go through some uh, editing, like copy editing stuff, like the last bit of things, just kind of making sure things like all the page numbers are correct. Uh, what else? Like all the review scores are correct, uh, you know, for the reviews. Just those type of things that you really have to kind of double and triple check, like right at the end of, of finishing an issue to make sure nothing screws up. And another thing is like making sure all the bylines are correct because we don't want to have another screw up like that again. Uh, which we did last issue. Um, and so a lot of it's just that kind of stuff. So we're really kind of nearing the end uh, for this issue, and I'm really excited about that. I'm I'm ready for this issue to finally be done, out the door, and us, like, turn our attention to issue 10. So really looking forward to that. Yeah, I didn't realize that Turtles thing is 10 pages long, but uh, it was good. I mean, it was, it was good. <laughs> My article was awesome. Um, it was fun to write, and I look forward to more more features. I think what I'm realizing is I prefer doing features over reviews because I, I don't, it, it's not, I'm not looking for attention to say this, but I don't really like my own writing. 
I don't know how else to say it. Um, yeah, I get that. And, and features can be a lot of fun. You have a lot more uh, freedom to do more creative, creative type things. Whereas, like with the review, you feel almost like these are the type of things I need to talk about, and so you're yeah. just kind of, yep. you know, you're just trying to hit that stuff. And um, I'm not saying that that's what you have to do. I'm just saying like sometimes you kind of get in that rut. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, with a feature, you can kind of just kind of go off and go crazy. Which is kind of your personality, you know? You, I you like guess to, so, yeah. Wall, so. Yeah, so some people saw that at MAGFest, too, but we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 one of the funnest things I ever wrote was an April Fool's post on an old Sega site where I reviewed Mario Party and talked about it like it was the best thing in the world. And then on a scale where we would use a uh, letter grading scale, I gave it a cupcake. Oh, nice. <laughs> for its rank. So so I like to think that I incorporated some of that obnoxiousness into this game versus game thing. So I hope people enjoy it. No, it was good. Yeah, I was um, I was really happy with that. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, let's get into what we've been watching, and what we've been playing. I'll let you go first this week, Scotty. Oh, boy. Well, before MAGFest, my girlfriend and I finished a little game called Untitled Goose Game. So it's you guys gr- completed it. Yeah, it's short. We um it was actually uh it was it was heartbreaking and very satisfying for me that um my girlfriend was sad that the game was over cuz she wanted to keep playing more of it and she oh, legitimately did not want to finish the game. But um <laughs> some other things unlock once you do complete it uh that you can do um and to the point that she actually went to a speed run of it during Magfest there was an untitled goose game speed run. Um, the guy somehow did it in like 24 minutes or something nuts. Uh, yeah, it probably took us like on and off. I'd say like anywhere from like five to seven hours or something, but we played it very leisurely and I I was explaining to you guys how I, I did one part of it very wrong at one point in the game, but, um, yeah, we finished that. Um, Christmas break happened since we last recorded for me. So I, I, I platinum my second game ever, Duke Nukem Forever, 20th anniversary, whatever, world tour. I don't fuck, nobody cares. But <laughs> um, anyway, all those aside. Do you say any, like, what, what cool gaming-related Christmas gifts did you get? Jeez, uh, you're asking I a know lot. we didn't talk <laughs> about, it... like, discussing that. But I, I, I forgot that we hadn't had a uh, regular Megavision show since Christmas. So uh, maybe it yeah. I don't even know what I got. I can't remember. And I'd have to leave this room to go find everything. I'm not ready for this question. <laughs> well, someone got you something. Oh, okay. Um, well, if you, I didn't know that you wanted to talk I, about that. That was, that was totally not, like, a setup to, for, for you to talk about my gift Uh, i'm just trying to help you out with uh maybe an idea yes well i did get the uh unexpectedly i got the snatcher soundtrack that limited run put out in a sega saturn or slash sega cd giant jewel case um the cassette version and i was actually blasting that most of christmas um while we were just doing stuff around the house i didn't realize how much i actually really enjoy that soundtrack it's um, a good soundtrack. And yeah. It's, it's, there's like some Christmas tunes in there, too. <laughs> there are, which is weird. Um, yeah, but you got me that, Chris. You didn't need to do that, and I appreciated it, and I very much enjoyed that. I was – I as soon as I, like, opened, I saw the shape of it in the box, I'm like, oh, no. And because <laughs> – as a as a Saturn collector, a lot of things go through your head, and none of that library is cheap. So I'm like, I hope he did not like go crazy. But 
that was still equally awesome because I did miss out on that on the limited run. Um, super lit. I think they had it at PAX East as well at their booth or whatever, but it was really cool to get that. Um, and, uh, what, what the fuck, what the heck? I don't even know what else I actually got for Christmas. Cause it was a lot of practical stuff. Oh yeah. Okay. Let me look at my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, While you're talking, I did get um, the Shinmu Three Collector's Edition. My wife got. It oh, nice! Right. Four, which was really cool, and I think that was all, the only like gaming related gift. So that was technically my birthday present because my birthday's on Christmas. Oh right, um, you are Jesus so, after all. Yep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Chris Christ. Oh jeez, is that what you got all your life? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I am looking at my picture now, so I'm I'm refreshed. Uh, video game related stuff. Um, my girlfriend got me odd place to find it, but when she went to Disney, she found a Poyo Poyo T-shirt for me. Um, the puzzle really? game with the little blobs. Yeah, it's a weird little white T-shirt. It, it, it's cool though. Um, and she also got me the Katamari Damacy vinyl soundtrack that Mondo put out. Um, very neat. Okay. Yeah, and she. I guess it is video games related because I kept saying to her, like, I was never, I enjoy the first Resident Evil movie for what it is. Second one's not bad, but I didn't want to, I never wanted to buy them because every time I would see them in a store or something like I would, it would just bother me in the back of my head that I could own all six of the, these movies for the price of what someone's trying to charge for like the Blu-ray of the first one. So mm-hmm. I just never broke down and bought it. Well, she got me the whole collection on Blu-ray. So now I have those. Oh, that's actually pretty cool. Like, you know, the, <laughs> those movies are so stupid, but at the same time, they're really, they're fun in their own way. Like if you don't go into them thinking like I'm what I want to see something that's really related to the video games and just accept them for what they are. I think they're, they have some charm to them that the first and the second one, dude, the rest of them, I barely remember. Cause they're just so forgettable, <laughs> but it's Mila Jovovich, like increasingly getting ugh. more and more powerful to yeah, the point it, where she's basically a superhero at the end. Yeah. More powerful, but somehow also dirtier, and yeah, um, and then really the best thing that I got, um, there is a, a commercial. So to back up and I'll, I'll share even the, the picture and the video for, for reference. Cause people that don't know this will just have no idea. Um, but so for previous Christmases, my girlfriend got me a drum head. I, I play drums and she drew one of my favorite frames in all of Sonic Hedgehog comics on that drum head with markers and stuff. And then the next year she did a blind, uh, not a blind box, a, um, shadow box of Bomberman. And this year there was this dumb, there's this claymation Sonic commercial for one of the games. I think it's the first game actually that came out in Japan and never saw it's saw the light of day in the States or maybe even outside of that country, rightfully so, until Sonic Jam came along. We played that game during the Saturn mar- Marathon that we did last November, and just, like, the look on her face when he pops up and looks weird and, like, he flicks his nose and, like, makes it, like, go doing, you know? And he's, like, spinning around on this hood of this car and whatever during a parade, and it's just weird, and he looks so wonky and odd. And I'm just... And she's just like, that's horrifying or something like that. I'm like... And she's like, can I make him for you? I'm like, no, that'll give me nightmares. But she went ahead and made a statue of that Sonic, and it's very accurate and creepy and great, and uh, it's amazing. I told her, like, people would buy this stuff if she made it, but um, 
it's just so goofy and fun. Did you see the picture of that? I did, and it looks awesome. I, you know, <laughs> we need more of that kind of stuff at game conventions, and by that I mean like Sega related stuff because you go there, and oh, yeah. it's all like Nintendo stuff or like indie, you know, like retro kind of stuff, but very little Sega stuff. And if it is Sega, it is Sonic, but I would love to see more Sega related stuff. Yeah, well, when we get to Magfest, I'll talk about some stuff I got that's Sega related that's not Sonic. Sweet. So, um, yeah, that that was a really cool gift, and that's something that uh, I mean, you'll be able to keep that forever. That's really cool. Yeah. Did you it's... know that she was making something like that? I knew. What What's hilarious is I knew that she was making something, um, and she like asked me to borrow or asked to borrow some games because she needed references for something, and I handed her some. Uh, like she was, she knew she thought it was a PS4 game. She couldn't remember exactly what it was, and she w- she couldn't tell me. She couldn't be like, "I think I need right. to borrow this game." So I handed her some games, but they were PS4 games. So the um, she's not a gamer, but and she's not she's not tech illiterate, but she's not so tech savvy. So that when I turned on the PS4, I could see what games she played last, and so I was starting to put two and two together. So I thought it was something from Sonic Mania. Um, but, uh, turns out she eventually found out or found like the stream to copy off of that. But uh, the best part was like, she printed out, she, cause we don't have a printer. She printed out like giant screenshots of it for reference at work, like these full color pages of this horrifying claymation Sonic. So we kept those, those, uh, um, pictures as well, just to show everybody to have as like a backdrop for it maybe someday. But um, I, I had an idea that it was something Sonic related, but I had no idea it was that freakish, poor claymation Sonic. <laughs> oh my god! What was your reaction when you opened the gift? I just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just like, it was. It's it's really one of those things that's so hilarious that it's it, it it's so wonky and goofy that you gotta love him because he's cute for his own. It, it's a face only a mother could love, I guess, or something like that. We will also talk about another cute Sonic later. Oh, boy. Show. Will we ever. You're excited for it. I am. So, what about um, you? Did you get cool gamer stuff for Christmas? Like I said, the only real thing I got was, like, Shinmu 3. I got, like, really, this year, um, I got more just, I guess, practical stuff. Like, my yeah. wife got me uh, some new pants and socks, underwear, <laughs> stuff like that. But it's stuff that I actually needed. Um Right. I got my mom got me some uh, like a new Dallas Cowboys jersey. I'm a huge Dallas Cowboys fan. She got me a really cool blanket, Dallas Cowboys blanket, and stuff like that. So I had a really good Christmas, uh, and we had a really, really good time. I got one. The, my favorite gift that I got my wife, uh, I have to say real quick, was a uh, a watercolor painting of uh, Bilbo's house from oh, uh, Lord okay. of the Rings. That is not and what so I thought you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> you're looking the the perspective is like looking outside of his door as it's opened and uh so you see the in kind of the inside of his home and then you look off and you're like you're looking into like the shire and oh uh, so it's like just in the foyer kind of or something like if right there was a foyer? Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah exactly and okay. so you see like on the like kind of like on the sides on the periphery you see like some of his stuff and the windows and just like I, I just I his whole home seems so cozy uh in the movies and the books and I want to live there more than yeah. anything. Like right. I 
I identify as a hobbit when I watch Lord of the Rings, and my wife and I were huge Lord of the Rings fans. So um, I, I, if I could live in the Shire for the rest of my life, I would do that, and I would just be a hobbit. Uh, right. And so she really loved that. And so I actually, like last year, I bought her a clock, um, like a, a hobbit clock, I guess. And as it clicks around, like it goes uh, to each of their their meals. Like you have like, you know, like uh, breakfast, you have second breakfast, afternoon tea and all the supper and dinner and all the like the silly things that they have. Yeah. Uh, and so it's like sits right underneath that uh, in our hallway now. And it's like a perfect spot for that. So that's um, fun. I was really happy. She was she was really happy with it. And so. It's cool. It's really cool. That sounds fun and and uh, quaint. It was it was a really good time. My mom was up here uh, visiting, so she was up here like uh, a few days before Christmas, all the way through. Actually, yesterday she left on on Sunday, which is why I ended up having uh, leave Magfest early. I just wanted to come home. Uh, I ended up leaving Saturday night. Got home around midnight. And her and Jamie were still up, and like she was so excited, it was so cute. Like she ended up crying oh when my. I came home early, and she because she thought I was going to come home in the morning, uh, a Sunday morning, and she was leaving like in the afternoon, and so she wasn't expecting me, and that just like made everything, you know, for me. I was like, I was just so happy I could make my mom happy in that you know one instance. So it was great. Um, They're our biggest fans. Yeah, for sure. Like I could do no wrong in my mom's eyes. Yeah. Um, but let's uh let's i guess it's it's time i w- we could talk more about magfest yeah you know, i mean you guys like you were super busy Ow, this, i i may this is probably like the busiest you've been in a while with i magfest. don't it was a You're lot of fun it was really cool <laughs> um boy oh boy i don't even know where to, like the thing is like I've I'd learned from previous years to sign up for the tournaments as soon as you can. We had a couple tournaments in mind. Um, my buddy AJ, uh, people might remember him from the um, from the marathon, but he's really into the game Joust, the old arcade. Uh, was it ever had on a console like Atari or something? Joust? Yeah, I yeah, I had okay. it on the, like the the twenty six hundred. Okay, okay, right, yeah. So. Um, but keeping Joust in mind, the game Killer Queen uh, is very much like that and a very cool thing. Um, it's a five-person arcade game that you have, let's see, you have the queen who she can attack by swiping people from the side or kind of stabbing them downward with her sword or whatever it is that she has. You have the warriors who can fly uh, and, like the queen and can also attack, but but like Joust, only from above. And then you have the drones that can only run around. They can't fly, but they can jump. They can grab berries to fill the hive with and also ride on a snail slowly across the screen. Um, the three ways that you can win a match. Oh, I should preface. Okay. Each these arcade machines are massive. It's a five person arcade and that is one team. And you have two of these machines hooked up. So you have a team of five on five. And so, the three ways that you can win is you can kill the queen three times. You can uh, do what's called economy, which is fill the berries into the hive, like the the uh, hexagon-shaped holes. Um, or you can get the snail. I don't know why there's a snail, whatever. It's the slowest moving thing in the world all the way across the screen into the cage. Um, so we had... Uh, 
so there was a tournament for that. There was a Windjammers tournament. I'll start with the Windjammers tournament because Corey and I, aka Tornado Jones, we signed up for that. We had a good time with that on the um, Thursday night throwdown. Uh, but it is an arcade game at heart, and that's what they were, had it played on. Um, we both got into the losers bracket. We've lost our first round each, and then lost our second round each. <laughs> but <laughs> it was a lot of fun because that game is night and day with an arcade stick compared to an actual game controller or a game pad. Um, to the point that when that sequel comes out, I might look into getting a stick for whatever it comes out on. I don't know. We'll see. But um, is is it going to come out on consoles eventually? Yeah, Windjammers Two is it's coming out. It's, oh, I'm sorry. I thought we. Were, no, I was referring to um, uh, uh, Killer Queen. Oh, sorry, I jumped around. Uh, Windjammers is on PS4 and uh, just Switch right now. Um, mm-hmm. But we did that tournament, and it was hilarious because my one of my old college roommates. Um, he goes by Chorito. There's a story behind that. Whatever. He's not Mexican or anything, but. Um, we uh he showed up because he lives pretty close and we were hanging out waiting for we couldn't really leave the windjammers area because we were playing uh waiting for the tourney and but him and i caught up a little bit and i was like telling him what about this game and he's like i could totally see us playing this in college if we knew it existed then and which is very true um and uh and then he's like well i gotta i'm gonna run around i'm like all right cool we got windjammers and in between Windjammers and the um, Killer Queen tourney, we just kind of walked around, did whatever. Then the Killer Queen tourney started. So it was me, uh, AJ was the queen, uh, his girlfriend Ashley was playing, Tornado Jones, his buddy Connor, and myself. We were the team of five. I was on, we had this crazy plan, like we planned it out. I was the warrior. Um, I think Ashley and Connor were both the drone. No, Corey and Ashley were both the drones that were going to, focus on economy get the berries into the uh the hive holes and then connor was going to focus on being the snail rider so the first round starts out and we do that um and we demolish them we got we won through economy got them in there right away uh our team name was i don't know with an exclamation point because we just didn't care just signed up real quick um and uh but killer queen has become this thing where it has scenes now because you can only play this game in its arcade form in arcades. And there are not a lot of these massive machines, rightfully so they take up a lot of space and you need two of them. So you need essentially like a 10 player thing going on. Um, but not necessarily you can have computer players with you and whatever, but, um, to the point that we realized that the people signing up, there were 17 teams that signed up, 17 teams of five, and there were, like, different scenes there being repped, like the DC scene, like there was a New York scene or something with their actual names. Like, they had, some of them had, like, chants and stuff. They weren't, not necessarily yeah. chants, but, like, slogans or whatever, and they were getting hyped up. Um, so it's, it's it, it had, it, like, between Windjammers and that, it was so cool to see that, like, the arcade scene is coming back. Um and uh but what was really crazy after we we won our first match as team i don't know um and aj's like dude after we won some guy came up to me he's like what uh what scene are you guys repping like they thought we were <laughs> like we played this thing regularly and we legitimately just said pittsburgh i guess yeah i guess so uh, like we play it once a year because it's there is killer queen black which is four instead of five player that's on switch and pc right now it's not exactly the same game um but and I haven't played it, so I can't really compare it. But this game is just so much fun. Corey had never played it before, and he was he uh, he said he got like Killer Queen Black for free through a Discord 
uh, bundle or something weird. He's like, whatever, free game, I'll take it. But then after one match of the tourney, he was like, dude, this game is hype as shit. <laughs> like, he was very much enjoying it, and it was cool seeing everybody get into it. We lost our next game and then lost the second game. Um, but it was nuts, just the, the hype around it. Uh, we had our plan A, we had our plan B, and it was kind of funny because, like, our plan A didn't work that won the first round. So I was like, well, guys, we can't say, like, okay, let's do this instead. So let's just call it a plan B, and we'll just yell plan B if the first one doesn't work out. And it was nuts. I've never been involved in anything competitive super so really like that. But, um, yeah, that was cool. Uh, the tourneys were great. The concerts were great. Scott 2 Network was there. Um, I wish you had been there for Scott 2 Network, Chris, because they do primarily covers, um, but it's a ska band that does primarily covers. No joke, they played the Sonic Adventure 2 song, City Escape. It oh, is a, shit. A ska really? cover of that, which marks the second time I've seen City Escape on that stage at MAGFest. <laughs> That's crazy. I would have loved to have seen that. Wow. Yeah, they were a lot of fun. Um, then uh, we also saw Proto Men, which is always a good time. Just, oh, oh, Lord. I have a story about Proto Men. Um, I, uh -oh. when uh, Rachel and I were waiting to see them, and I had to run the room key out to somebody. And not even a minute that I was gone, some very drunk dude like came up to just the open area where she was standing, and he's and he was like, uh, "Yo, is there? Where's the bar?" And she's just like, "Um, I don't know, but I don't think there's a bar here." And and she and he goes, "Well, who's this band? Are they any good?" And the giant concert hall was full. Like Proto Men is one of the more popular <laughs> nerd bands. Like it was fucking packed and she's like uh i don't know the room's pretty full and she's like a lot <laughs> of people are, like them yeah she's like it seems a lot of people are waiting for him and he's like oh well, it's not paul mccartney so i don't care and then he left <laughs> <laughs> what oh, are you doing oh that's hilarious um and then the last thing i'll mention uh like we did a lot of other things but um the i checked out the multiplayer museum you mentioned the museum and i do remember that timeline for magfest but we walked up um and checked it out there was uh as soon as we walked in it was really cool there was saturn bomberman on a projector with like a fun little setup they had two of the saturn bomberman multi-taps um and 10 people were actually playing the game which kind of did my heart good because not enough people know about saturn bomberman um we played quake for a little bit in there checked out the arcade museum kind of just meandered around uh gave up on playing anything in the actual arcade on a saturday night just don't even bother doing that mm -hmm. um and uh yeah so it was a lot of it was one of the more fun magfest nothing will beat the first magfest where Literally the week before, I said to AJ, like, hey, I found out about this convention. I can't really get off of work, but you want to go, like, just cruise down and see it? It's like, sure. So we left, like, this is when I worked at GameStop, got off work at 9.30, drove down till 1 a.m., got there, and had a great time at MAGFest randomly. Um, what year was that? That was five years ago. Five five MAGFests ago. So I guess that would be 2015. Um, okay. And then uh, I, if you, I could talk about what I bought real quick if you want, unless you sure. want to talk. Okay. No, no, you're... Um, so I always try to buy at least one indie Dreamcast game or or some some Dreamcast game to add maybe to the marathon uh, or the indie block. And this year I got Magic Pockets. It is a Josh Prod joint. Um, last year we played Buster Brothers uh, from josh prod as well it that was like a re-release i'm not sure if this is a re-release or not but uh it's a i haven't actually played it yet it's still in the um in the shrink wrap 
but it looks like a side scroller where Magic Pockets is just it's some nineties kid with his hat on backwards and he fights enemies with stuff that he keeps in his pockets. Maybe it's like He's got some tood. Oh yeah. Sunglasses as well. It's like Bag and Sag and Berry, the video game maybe. Um and uh I picked up the third birthday, Parasite Eve, on PSP. I did not get a deal on it. It was twenty five bucks. It normally goes for twenty, but you figure shipping, whatever. But I I regretted ever trading this game in, um, and this had everything with it, like even the Walmart receipt, where they paid over 30 bucks for it, so I guess they technically lost money, but it even has like the download codes for the um, Lightning Aya Bray costume, and... Uh, I, I beat that game back in the day. I loved it. It was... It, I never finished it. Um, it was weird. It, I, I want to say that was like the last quality game released on the PSP, Um and so I got it late in the cycle and played it a little bit, but then traded in my PSP towards a 3DS, I think. Um, so I never really played it. So I'm glad I got the case and everything, because I still have the strategy guide for it. Uh, grabbed that. Those are the only games I got. I didn't buy a whole lot. I got, a, you know, the MAGFest pin. Um, and But speaking of Sega... Oh, uh, oh shout out to um, Antichrist on the site. He bought me the Bomberman hoodie, which is fucking sweet. It ha- it says like Demolition Crew, and has Bomberman real big on the back. Like it looks like a construction kind of you know demo crew logo. Um, it says Bomberman on the like front chest. Uh, there's a logo on the right shoulder, and even the zipper is like bomber the shape of Bomberman's head. It's a good zip up hoodie. Um, and I also got a Chow keychain, like Chow from the Sonic Adventure, the little Chows, um, where on the front it's a baby Chow, the little blue guy, and then you flip it around and he's turning into the angel Chow, and he's chewing a little berry or nut or whatever that thing is. Uh, The coolest thing that I bought, though, is a very close, like, smaller replica of Bayonetta's guns. Um, It's a keychain, and it is just crazily detailed, like, even has a little jewel in it. Um... I wish I had taken, uh, actually here, I'm going to take a picture of it real quick to show you, Chris, because you played Bayonetta, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, let me see if I can get this thing to dangle correctly and not fall apart. Okay. Oh, focus. This is great audio. Um, but, uh, I had, I saw that and I was like, oh, that is definitely worth $10 with the size of it. And, um, I, I kind of wish I got two because I forgot that they form a, a crescent moon if you hold, like if you saw the guns next to each other or whatever. I forget what it is exactly, but um, all right, I sent you that picture. Let me know how you think that guy oh, yeah. looks. Wow, that looks really cool. It is very detailed. It looks like it could be a lighter. Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's pretty neat. Uh, that's and. Really cool. There was other stuff, like, I took pictures of. I'm going to check out some artist's stuff. I got a little, like, Dreamcast enamel pin. It's like a... It looks like the Dreamcast is made of ice cream or something. It's kind of dripping. I got... There was a gray one, a black one, and a pink one. And I was like, you know what? That Hello... That reminds me of the Hello Kitty Dreamcast. I'll get the pink one. Why not? Um, And, yeah, that was... I... uh, It was just cool. Really cool hang... Oh, I mentioned my college roommate... What was funny is he showed up at Windjammers, and then he's like, all right, I'm going to go run around with my friends and check out the rest of the thing. And then he texts me again. He's like, all right, where are you guys at? I'm like, um, we're at the exact same spot, but now we're waiting for a Killer Queen tournament, <laughs> like five <laughs> hours later. Um, 
but we got to hang out with him and we all got to have dinner and stuff and it was just a lot of fun hanging out with the scrubverse guys and just everybody palling around and maybe drinking a little bit i get a little excited when i have some liquid courage in me and 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 excitable yeah and you tried to tell me that game over was just as good as evolver (laughs) Because you're an asshole like that. It, it totally is. Oh, my God. It's every bit is cool. Whatever. Yep. Devil's advocate. Same, mm-hmm. Those are all the same par, for sure. But. <laughs> yeah, I was your MAGFest, you psycho. Um, I had fun. I had a lot of fun. Um, I ended up, my only pickup, uh, I didn't go into it, like, wanting to really buy a whole lot uh, of, of games. I was disappointed because it seems like from a from a retro game standpoint, like, from an on the vendor side of things like every year it seems like less and less vendors are there and more of like artists and other creators are there which is perfectly cool yeah uh, but uh i used to go there like that was like one of the main things i i wanted to go do is 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 buy games and it just seems like it's kind of just you know kind of every year there's less and less of that but anyway i ended up finding eternal champions on sega cd for about 35 bucks you found uh, it <laughs> well yo you did find it first <laughs> um, but i i saw there was another uh vendor that had it for like 50 dollars or something like that oh wow which was there's no way in hell um i was going to spend that money but i will say like this copy is is really good because it looks like the instruction book has never even been open. Like, there's no creases on it at all, uh, cool. and the uh, the actual disc itself is in excellent condition. Uh, really happy with it. Thirty five bucks isn't isn't a bad deal at all for Eternal Champions on Sega CD. I, it, it, at least in my opinion. I I honestly thought when I took that picture, I was like, uh, he probably already saw this because this is one of the like first booths he walked past. But I was like, eh, I'll send it to him anyway. So I'm glad I did. So I actually did see it um, mm-hmm. before when I went in, but it wasn't out on the actual display case yet. It was like in a bin oh. behind his thing, and it was just kind of sitting there. Huh. It didn't even have a sticker on it, like a price tag. And so I was like, oh, I'll just come back and you know, like look later on. And then you sent me that picture, and I was like, oh, damn, $35 isn't bad at all. And, uh, and then I started uh, – I was walking around with Blake – uh, like later on in, on Saturday, and w- he uh, he was looking to buy some Super Famicom games from that seller, and I was like, oh shit! I was like, oh man, um, it looks like that he has sold uh, Eternal Champions because the where it was at earlier it wasn't there anymore. Oh okay, like, oh that's kind of a bummer. And then uh, he's like, no 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 no, look it's it's like up here now, and I guess he moved it to a shelf next to um, next to another. Uh, Sega CD game, and uh, I was able to get it, so I was pretty pretty stoked about that. Nice. Um, I, this is something I'd love to do. Uh, something on it in the magazine, not not. I don't want to do just a retro review on it. I want to do something something more. Right. So if I could maybe talk to some of the original like development team or something like that, something like you know just something a little more than just your standard review on it. So maybe I can figure something out with that. But um, overall, like I had a really good time. Uh, Magfest is always a lot of fun. Yeah, I really wish I, I could get down there earlier. Shrine, which is oh, crazy. Did you see the Shrek Shrine? 
the Shrek Shrine, yes, with the um, uh, the Sonic, uh, like was it like Mega Mix or something like that, Mega Collection. Yeah, the for yeah, some the reasons for some reason. I I saw I saw the Shrine, and I was like, "There's got to be something Sonic here." I don't know why, but something just tells me that there should be. Yep, there's a game. There's the PS2 <laughs> uh, Mega Collection or whatever the heck it is. Yeah, that thing. What was your favorite? cosplay that you saw uh well we always you know before we go into any convention we always like some uh, my friends and i will always say like what's gonna be the one what's gonna what are we gonna see the most of and 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 rachel was like baby yoda i was like well (laughs) i don't know how people would cosplay as that but i'm sure we'll see some (laughs) baby yodas and sure enough there were a lot of baby yodas and and mandalorians but honestly uh the one of my favorite was um the, the was also the one that we saw the most was Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> there were a lot of geese. Um, oh, there was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very, this, I do remember that now. This one guy had like a, almost a goose onesie on, um, but he had a clip situated like at the end of the beak, which is essentially the bill of a hat um, for him. Uh, so he would cl- he could clip things on the beak, and it would make it look like the goose was actually holding it. So... Uh, and another thing that we have to get, um, they weren't selling it at their booth, but this one booth, actually the booth that I got the Bayonetta gun at, um, they had a Untitled Goose Amiibo, uh, of him with the ribbon on. Those that have played the game will, will understand the ribbon, but, um, and he was also holding a knife. (laughs) There is, there's a part in the game where you do go to a pub and you can get a a fork and a knife and a plate and like set up this, uh, essentially the Lady and the Tramp kind of scene. Um, but so of course you would see a lot of fan art of the goose holding a knife. And I think there's a meme going around. There's plenty of untitled goose game memes, but the one meme is, um, peace was never an option and he's just holding the butter knife. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I enjoyed the untitled goose. A lot of, I mean, I'm not into a lot of newer games, so I didn't recognize some of the, uh, certain ones, but, um, a lot of Witcher cosplay. I I, see, I don't even know, I but I'll, I'll take your word for it. It was probably due to the uh, the resurgence was due to the new Netflix series. Oh, yeah. So you see any dude walking around in like weird like medieval garb and silver long hair, and it's probably yes. the Geralt. Gotcha. Uh, but um, I there was a Blaze Fielding uh, cosplayer there. Who's that? Uh, she's the girl in Streets of Rage. Oh, I only know. Okay, yeah. I mean, there's. Uh, I thought. I don't know what I thought. I mean, there's Blaze the Cat. I didn't know she had a last name, honestly. But I know yeah, if Blaze you said, building. yeah, if you said Streets of Rage Blaze, then I would have known that. Yeah. There was a Streets of Rage Blaze cosplayer. Nice. There and uh, and I think she was actually using her Streets of Rage four uh, design because oh. she had a black jacket on. Hmm, okay. Um, it's pretty cool. So, um Blake ended up pointing that out to me and okay. uh, I was like that is pretty cool. Like I I don't know if I've really seen too many not enough Streets of Rage cosplay. Yeah. Like you'll see some Axel every once in a while, but not enough of the other folks. So hopefully next year uh we'll see more with Streets of Rage 4 coming out this yeah. year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would love to see some 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 more of that so don't see enough brink cosplay either yeah wh- who would who would do that i had someone who's who's super lazy and only has to buy a t-shirt and uh <laughs> and, a, and a skating helmet for their costume which is what i did we figured it out so go check That's out disney great. plus and watch brink i guess <laughs> <laughs> um 
Awesome. So uh, I think that will wrap up kind of what we've been doing, what we've been playing, what cons we've been going to segment. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the mail sack. Yep, yep. Uh, let me just find the zipper. Okay, and yeah, okay. Twitter, Migraine Boy at Planet D.O.B. says, since Sega owns an animation studio, what Sega properties would you guys make into a cartoon or anime series? I think they could do something with Pengo. Pengo is a penguin game from forever ago. It was a weird puzzly type Arcade thing. Game. Yeah. That um, was, it was a port to the Game Gear, but I don't think it ever released in the States. Oh, I don't know. Japanese only or something like that. I didn't even um, know that existed. Sure. Yeah, I, I used to own it. Okay. Uh, but that was a fun game. Uh, I don't think it would make for a very good cartoon. <laughs> But, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? What would make for some good uh, cartoon? Well, they've already have a Fantasy Star anime. Oh, they do. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. That happens. They like, have uh, Persona already. Yeah, there there was a Panzer Dragoon uh, anime movie, which is only like half an hour long, and I think Bayonetta. it's only ever been released on VHS. Yeah, that Bayonetta one. I don't remember it well, um, but it's. I think it was done by the guy by the same animator of Vampire Hunter D. Um, I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. Um, I mean, Sonic's been done too. Dead. I maybe Ristar. I think Ristar would be fun. Hmm. Maybe goofy, like a Saturday morning type Ristar thing. Um, make an ill bleed movie. There we go. An ill bleed movie. Yeah. I wouldn't mind a Golden Axe Saturday morning cartoon style, like in the vein of like uh. Like something like uh, Knights of the Round. Has that not been done? Golden Axe cartoon. I don't think they ever did a like a Saturday, just like a really goofy Saturday morning style Golden Axe. Uh, I found Deviant Art, but this is not actual factual like thing. Gilius would be the uh, kind of uh, comedic character. He'd probably be Scottish somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, like, I would love to see a... Uh, I'd like to see a, some sort of Knights show or anime or something, because that could just be crazy trippy since it involves dreams and stuff. That could be something cool. I'm looking at my shelf. I'm trying, trying to, to really think of others. Out there. <clears throat> um, yeah, you know, Poyo Poyo is definitely something that could be fun. Um, what if the did crushed 3D? Maybe that game. Some oh, sort crushed! Of, yeah, that that would end up being like a Back to the Future kind of Marty and Doc situation, probably. I don't know who owns the rights to it these days, but what about Willie Beamish? Oh God! <laughs> we could do sure. That. <laughs> I feel like that's been done in some way, shape, or form. Oh, you know what? Screw it all. Anarchy reigns. That could definitely make a fun TV show. You are obsessed with that. It needs more love. I just keep looking at it, and it's... You find reasons to talk about it any chance you can get. Definitely, and it's also a a bright, like, yellowish-orange spine to it, so when I turn around, that kind of stands out amongst all the other ones. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, those would be fun. Um, I can't really... Yeah, I can't even make out half the other games that I'm looking at. A fantasy star, like, old school, like, not fantasy star online... Oh, the old the RPGs. I would love like a a fantasy star anime, but done 
in kind of the 80s anime style, like mm-hmm. something like what you'd see from like Voltron. I mean, that's or... pretty much what the cutscenes looked like in it, or whatever you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Like that or or like a Shining <laughs> Force mm-hmm. would be fucking awesome. Yep. Uh, but yeah, like just keep that same style, but actually just flesh out the story in an anime. I would love that. Like that's a weird thing. Like why? Because like... Like nostalgia is so huge in so many different kind of uh, like cultures and stuff, mm-hmm. but you don't really see something like that in anime. Like you don't see them bringing back that old oh. styles yeah. of, of like anime. Uh, but that I would really, huh? I think that would be really cool to see a resurgence of like older visual styles from like decades ago. Yeah, I feel like Space Dandy did that a little bit. They it kind of had an 80s look to it but it still wasn't that grainy kind of 80s yeah yeah i i, I don't know what that is but that, um space dandies by the same that. people that did cowboy bebop mm. uh it's a more recent one like 2014 or something um what about a shenmue comic or manga just so that we could get the inner monologues of rio oh god which would probably be nothing but <laughs> <laughs> i think it's just him trying to keep himself from murdering everybody maybe 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 and it's please don't say this please don't say this please don't say this and then he says it yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah um it (laughs) it would very much be uh wow i should i could probably pay my rents i could play back any i could pay back any son uh well i could maybe go to the art i do need some food maybe i'll have another (laughs) you know it leads it all leads to that (laughs) yeah He's just buying gachapon and sodas outside. Mm-hmm. Spending all his money on that. Yeah, there's just a pile of soda cans next to him. That was that. Uh, yeah, that was the question. <laughs> that was a good question, though. Um, speaking of, we hop over to Discord where Ichabod Brain said Shenmue three. Where are y'all at in the story? Uh, and well, he's got three questions. Where are y'all at in the story? What's your current reflections on the game? Have you all noticed how interconnected the game systems are? And um, with that, he means everything you do is meaningful. Fishing and jobs get you money. Spend on capsules and gifts. Exchange for scrolls. If you have too many, you can exchange those sets for money. Um, To answer the first question, I think I've gone through like a whopping two days in the game. I forget. Yeah, I haven't done. uh, Unfortunately, that was um, not a lot of uh, not a lot of time was spent with that game over my break. Uh, so I think I, I, sheesh. I just remember thinking that like the day was almost too short, um, for me to look around and ask people, uh, who uh, right now I'm looking for information on, on people that were, uh, ransacking homes. So I don't know if that means anything. Uh, yeah, no, I know. I know where you're at. Um, I'm, I'm booting up my PS4 right now just to see where I'm at, but, um, I'm a little bit, f- I, I'm, I'm, I'm further on into the game i hope so uh, i am <laughs> uh, i'm trying to think where i left off because it's been a while like i i've haven't really put a lot of time into it since probably before the christmas break yeah. um and so it's been a bit uh i'm trying to think the last thing i was doing i was i was training with this master at an abandoned temple and okay. so if everyone, you know, anyone listening has, has gone through it, they know, like, I'm, I'm kind of where I'm at. Uh, and so there's a scene where you basically, this guy, man, he's kind of a drunk, but 
you like Ryu is kind of getting his ass kicked a lot, and so this is basically what happens in every Shinmu game. You know, yep. like Ryu gets his ass kicked, and he realizes, oh, I need more martial arts, right? And so he has to seek out. Uh, <laughs> I need more martial arts. This is my problem with the Shinmu games. It seems like it's the same character arc in every game. Nah. Um, and it seems like he's not really, like, learning anything because the same shit happens, and he has to do the same stuff in every game. Yeah, because he's as so... dense as those wooden mannequins <laughs> he's fighting. Yeah, yeah it's it's maddening. It, I get so mad at it, but I, I love it at the same time. It's this weird conundrum I'm in with these games because, like, there's something, and I, I can't really pinpoint what it is but i just i there's something that i just love so much about shinmu but mm-hmm. i hate parts about it <laughs> almost just as much but anyway um and so yeah so i have to like he, he makes you like go out and get all this shit like he wants this like super expensive uh like alcohol that you have to get and and you have to save up a bunch of money for it. And up to that point in the game, like, there's nothing anywhere close that you have to, you know, buy that's anywhere. It's like $2,000 or yen, whatever the currency is there in yeah, Bayou the Village. Bayou, Bayou, Bayou Bucks or something. It's like Bayou Billy. Stones, I don't know. Dollars. Um, and so you have to save a bunch of money. Uh, and if if you don't... If you're not, like, doing stuff to earn money, you're going to be in for a rude awakening. And so one of the things that I found out is the the best way to earn money in Bailu Village is to basically pick herbs. And, oh. and find the ones that you can get Damn that you can exchange for a lot of money. And Ugh. so a lot of it's just, like, you have to kind of run around houses and just find, you know, find, you know, as you're running around, just... You can't just stay on, like, the beaten path. You have to kind of go off and look around. And if you do that enough, like, you'll get a ton of herbs. And so because of that, I was able to exchange quite a bit. And then I went fishing for a few days and caught a bunch of stuff and uh, was able to exchange it. And I was able to actually make quite a bit of money. Um, But I'm not yet into the second, like, city uh where you at once you leave Bailu Village. I'm really excited to go to there. Uh, but it's so beautiful in Bailu Village that I kind of don't want to leave at the same time. I enjoy looking out uh, just at the horizon. I think it's just a, such a beautiful place. And I'm, I'm really enjoying my time there in the game. Yeah, it's a, it's a good looking Shenmue. Um, my, uh, my current reflections on it are it is near Shenmue perfect. Uh, and I haven't played it that long, but just from the videos I've seen, I haven't been too worried about spoilers or whatever. Um, cause I've, I've just more than anything been excited to hear and see people's reactions. I, I did go on Twitch. Um, the, I don't know if it was the launch of the game or at least the launch window of the game. And it was just really cool to see like 32 Twitch channels playing Shenmue, you know, that was just really neat right. to see. Um, and, and sometimes not even the third Shenmue, it was just Shenmue whatever, but, um, it is very, the, my only thing I don't like right now is the size of the fricking text on the menus. Um, like when you pause it and look in every single herb you've collected and all that stuff is it's hard to Mm -hmm. read the descriptions sometimes. Uh, I am not excited that about what you just said about the herbs, because I have a bad habit of like 
when I the way I played Last of Us and Resident Evil games is I will like comb a wall and just tap A repeatedly. So that's how <laughs> this game is going to be, I guess, because I did I would end up just like seeing like what that thing looks you know your video game instincts kick in when you're just walking down a dirt path and like that plant looks different let's look at that plant that's an herb i can pick up oh no can i pick up herbs oh god i have to pick up herbs oh there's herbs everywhere um and uh but i don't know it's i haven't hard to get herbs because you could also exchange them for uh move scrolls oh okay yeah and so that's another thing too it's, that is um... a drug deal right there but okay <laughs> So you'll want to do that so you can basically expand your move set in the game. And then once you do that, then you have to go to the dojo and train and spar so you can get better at those moves and upgrade your moves and become like a more proficient martial artist. Gotcha. And um, and that I guess that kind of leads into uh, his third question is like how interconnected the game systems are because – he is right. Like, I mean, everything you do in the game is for a purpose. Like, all these, like, little mini games that you're doing. Right. Um, there's reasons that you're doing them. Like, even so much as, like, going and playing a game like fucking Pale Toss. Yeah. Which is, like, what is that shit? Like, I... Hey, you want to play a game of Pale Toss? Apparently, and, uh... I'm blind because I cannot figure that game out to actually consistently <laughs> get it in the stupid pale. You, it's weird, man. Like, because you almost have to do it where you think you're going to overshoot okay. the pail. Right. And if you do that, you'll you'll get it in the pail. Like, don't shoot it to where it looks like the arrow is going in the pail hmm. because you're going to throw it too short. Like, gotcha. throw it a little over and That's you'll get it in. kind of how I played darts in the other ones. Yeah. Maybe it's this, this game's, like, version of, of darts or whatever, but... Um, hmm. so like, for instance, like with pale toss, like I was saying, it's like you go and, um, you win items, but those items can be exchanged for stuff elsewhere, like in a different part of the village, or maybe it's like a little kid that's like lost a toy and it just so happens to be one of the toys or one of the things that you can win in pale toss. You exchange, you, you give him like that toy and he'll give you some information that you may need to be able to get other stuff. And so he is right. Like it, a lot of it's interconnected. It, it makes more sense to do stuff in this game than other Shinmu okay. games. Interesting. And it's, so it sounds like a video game ass video game. Well, it, what, I, and what I like about it is that it, you're not wasting your time doing stuff mm -hmm. because like there's purposes for it more so um, than in other, other Shinmu games. Are you and, telling me I bought 15 cassette tapes for no reason in two? <laughs> yeah, that's the, you can't do anything with those. Um, but with, at least within this one, you can. And um, like, even like the gachapon stuff, you, you go and if you get like full sets of that, you can go exchange it for a shit ton of money or you can um, like get other things with it. So, cool. It's cool. Yeah, I'm looking I, forward I, to I it. Like I it. I really it. I cannot. I'm going to steal Dan Reichard's opinions on Shenmue a little bit and say I could not recommend this to someone who has never played Shenmue, but to someone who has played any Shenmue, I would say they have to play this, or that they would at least yeah. enjoy it, or they would uh, um, uh, appreciate it. I would agree with that because I was talking to um, a friend of mine. He's also my bar. 
And um, he was asking me the other day, he's like, what games have you been playing? I was like, oh, it's um, Shinmu 3. And he's like, oh, what's that? And uh, oh, I was kind of telling him to it. He's like, oh, maybe I should play it. I'm like, you know, like, if you haven't played it, I don't know, like, if you're going to enjoy it. Because it's, it's, it's like, it's a game that is still very dated. Mm-hmm. And it's, oh, yes. it's basically the same as it was, like, almost 20 years ago. You know, it's like, it's very much in trenched in that era so if it's it's if, if you played it and you like those games you're gonna love it but if if you're a new if if, if you're used to like newer games you're it's gonna drive you crazy and you're not i, I can't imagine most people today would enjoy it if they ever played a shinwa game no but it's still amazing that it exists i love that it exists so, so who did you um, say you were saying that all i heard was your bar Barber. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. my barber, who's also like one of my my good friends. Cool. Um, but we were we were uh, discussing it, and uh, we usually end up <laughs> You're talking just about like... video games and wrestling every time. Like we're okay. Uh, yeah, I just I can picture that too. Is you're just going on and on about Shenmue, and then he's finally like, ah, maybe I should check that out. And then you're like, ah, I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, those those are the questions that we got. Good questions, though. So we're gonna go ahead and uh, close her on up. Zip Maybe. her up. Zip it on up and uh, go over to the the news. All right, let's get into that news. And there is some late breaking news that yeah. uh, just hit the the Sega Newswire like right before we started recording. Speaking and, of the arcade coming back. Speaking of it. I've been waiting for this news for quite some time, wondering when it was finally going to happen, and it finally is. So it sounds like Sega and Arcade 1UP are finally partnering up. It was announced at uh, CES uh, just today that uh, they're partnering up for a Golden Axe arcade cabinet that's going to include uh, the original Golden Axe. It's going to have Shinobi, Altered Beast, Wrestle Wars, which was an awesome wrestling game, and then also Golden Axe, The Revenge of Death Adder, which, from, I mean, other than the arcade release, was it ever released on anything else? Like, I think it may be like uh, a, was it like a Saturn release or something? Like Yes, it actually was, because I remember I saw that exact game at MAGFest, and I was like... Ah, uh, that artwork is cool, but I think it's a fighter. Because now that I have an action replay, I can play import games. Um, and I was like, hmm, that looks pretty. But I suck at fighters. Fighting fighting is not my scene. Um, so I was like, I don't need that. But yeah, so it's been released in Japan on the Saturn. And I think that's it. Let's see here. It was on the System 32 arcade board. I'm uh, looking on yeah, I'm trying to the find it inner tubes enough. now. Yep, yep, yep. Um, what am I thinking of? This might not be. Uh, not Axe Battler, which is. It was never ported to a home console. So wow, yeah. So oh, you know what um, I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of the Duel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's probably what I was thinking too. That's a fighter. Yep, that was on Um, Saturn though. Word. um, this is a big deal, though. It's about time, and you know, it's worth mentioning that they also announced the NBA Jam cabinet finally, and a pinball. They're partnering with uh, Zen Studios, so those are both big deals. But who cares? It's Sega stuff now, folks. 
Yeah, I I've never played this uh, version of Golden Axe before, and uh, as far as like the Revenge of Death Adder goes, I'm really excited for it. Um, as much <clears throat> I Golden Axe is is an okay game. Altered Beast <laughs> is it's Alter one Be- of those games like once you learn like everything with Alter Beast, you can beat the game in like 15 minutes. Alter Beast is not a good game. It's not that great of a game. <laughs> Just because it was given out with Sega consoles before Sonic was doesn't mean it's great. And Golden Axe really isn't that good of a game either. I know it's, it's probably good with like... The buddy. I The third one is fun and gets ridiculous. That was one I don't think was in the States on Genesis, but uh, played it through that when they did that, that XBLA and PSN releases. That's how I played mm-hmm. Golden Axe 3. It's pretty fun with a buddy. I'm looking at up Wrestle War. This is not... I don't know that one. ...the game I was thinking it was going to be. Um... I guess it. Have you played it? No, I oh, never no. have. I would. You know what I was thinking? I was for some reason uh, Saturday Night Slam Masters is what oh, was in yeah. my head, which I don't even know why because that was a Super Nintendo game. Um, it is. This looks bad. <laughs> I see a, uh, a a hawk from Legion of Doom, uh, like rip off character in this. Uh, maybe it's fun. Um, it could be good, but here's the thing. I don't know, man. Like, okay. What a weird... The more the more I'm talking about this, the more I'm talking myself out of being excited about this. Um, Uh-oh. If we're talking about a, a arcade release of games, mm-hmm. I'm almost thinking... They like, gotta start with this. If they're going to do something Sega, though, you got to think of it like that. So this too. is a good jumping off point, you think? Yeah, I think. Well, yeah, I mean that our um, whether we say it's a good game or not, people know Altered Beast and they remember. Like I, I can, I drive past the theater that I played that at first, and still like that's my first memory of going to a movie theater is playing that game as a kid. A more ambitious approach would be maybe looking at a Sega arcade racing series. Oh yeah, I mean they. That's Sega is known for arcade I mean, stuff. You could do like an outrun, mm-hmm. hang on. Like there's a lot there. I don't know how you would solve the differing uh, like control things with the joysticks and you know racing wheels and everything else. I don't know how you do that, but maybe that that could be a unique approach that they could take. If like maybe in like a series two Sega arcade they could uh consider but Mm -hmm. this is exciting and i'm just happy that they have are apparently working together now and so this could open up the door to other really really cool shit down the line yeah um it's worth mentioning that there's they 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 announced a bunch of different cabs. Uh, one of them is also Burger Time that has Karate Champ, Bad Dudes, Caveman, Ninja, and uh, really cool Burger Time art, like the old school art. And it's just really that's a four joystick thing. I don't know which one in that is has four things. I want to see what the Golden Axe one looks like though. I hope that they have the Revenge of Death Thatter uh, art because that art looks a lot cooler. Whoa! I think 
they did. I didn't know they did a Golden T arcade cab, and the only reason I'm excited for that is we could get Sega Sonic on that thing since it used a trackball. <laughs> yeah, they they have a few trackball stuff on there as well. Like there's like an Atari bundle I think that has a hmm. trackball. Oh and yeah, Kaboom and stuff like that. I think I really want to see what the pinball one looks like because I'm a huge pinball fan. Um and. There was a it's lot the, more of that this year at MAGFest, going back to that. like I felt like there was a bigger pinball scene there, which was really cool. Oh, for cool. sure. And what was cool is there was a lot of newer pinball games. Yeah. That, um, I mean, I, I, I put it on my outline, but I didn't get a chance to talk about it. But there was um, a new Monsters pinball game. Uh, Elvira was there. There was another really cool, cool one. It was like Black... Oh, something. Black Knight. Black Knight, yes. That yeah. was really cool. Except the ball kept getting stuck in one of the flippers um, oh, for me. That's shitty. Um, the coolest thing about the Munsters machine or the table was that. Um, oh, did you yeah. Ever, did you play that one? Uh, it's actually in the place that I we took you guys to, the little pinball cafe. Okay. Um, there's, so, I guess there's a black and white and a color version. <laughs> weird. The, the coolest part about it is like there's another smaller like underneath the regular pinball table in the middle is another pinball table like a miniature oh yeah 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 Mm -hmm. so if you like get your ball you can unlock an area where there is other flippers and and little buttons underneath your main ones and those ones will activate the miniature flipper and so you'll have this tiny ball that'll move around and it's it's set to like a timer so you have like 20 seconds to rack up as much points and even if it goes down like the gutter it'll shoot it back up so you don't really lose your ball you have like a certain amount of time to play it was so much fun like that i i really enjoy pinball games i'm not great at them i'll admit it um but that was a really fun table and i i played that i might have even played that more than any other other arcade games um, that I played, I, I really had a good time with that game, and so it'll be really neat to see what they're what they plan to do with this. Um, because obviously, like you're only going to be able to have like one pinball game, right? I guess so. Unless um, they there, there's like a a variety of different um, tables that they you know like there's maybe they'll come out with like four different pinball machines or something, and right. It says it's from Bally Williams, so I don't know what are some of the, like the more popular ones from back in the day. Jeez, I don't I don't know enough about the pinball scene to know um, companies other than Stern, really. So uh, they did. There are pictures of the Star Wars one, though the Star Wars pinball that apparently arcade oh, one a up Star is Star Wars doing. pinball one. Yeah, if you uh, oh, sketches probably already. He's screaming at us that we didn't say it already, that we didn't say it sooner. Um, (laughs) You idiots! I sent you the Google image search of it. But uh, since, okay, so the arcade one-up things are smaller. We all know they're like three-fourths, three-quarter size. Because the pinball one is three-quarter size, the legs are exceptionally longer, it looks like, even though they aren't. (laughs) It it looks looks, like an at-at. Yeah, it looks so weird. (laughs) It looks very awkward, like an accident. It looks like an edit, like if you just like wrapped around a few times. One like, of them AT ATs. Yep. Mm-hmm. But that's cool. The arcade scene's back, baby. I love it, man. This stuff is so cool. Like I I really enjoy the stuff that Arcade One Up's doing. Like I know that 
just from like a quality standpoint, like it's not top of the line, but nope. it's still it's it's a budget, you know, but it's still fun. You know, like I, I enjoy what they're doing. I think um they they do have quality um machines out there and I, I'm really digging it. So really cool. Oh, I'm shit. glad that Sega uh oh, Caveman Ninja is Joe and Mac. I had to look it up because I'm like, I don't know that game, but uh, Joe and Mac is awesome. It's huh. an old uh, side-scrolling kind of run-around, totally not Adventure Island rip-off thing that was on Super Nintendo. Right. So, oh, it was on Sega as well, Mega Drive. Yeah. Sorry, just got sidetracked. Funnily enough, um, I was uh, uh, Blake um, suggested that we do a Joe and Mac for the next game versus game. Oh no! Well, <laughs> so we shall see. Was, yeah. Um. Cool. So that that is some exciting news, man. Um. Yeah, breaking new CES 2020. Um, the NBA Jam uh, arcade cabinet is also going to have online online functionality, which I don't know if we mentioned. The um, uh, the the Monsters game that we played that does uh, at the uh, the cafe I mentioned, the local cafe that has an internet connection to like update the scoreboards and stuff. Well, this one you're actually going to be able to do drop-in games like versus mode that's crazy against other nba jam cabinets that is nuts that's really cool like so basically if you and i had one we could conceivably <laughs> play against each other on it yeah why download it and play it on a console when we could buy a 200 dollars machine <laughs> that's right and I, I i played it at my local arcade the other day and oh, um cool I was like, oh, yeah, NBA Jam, can't wait to play, because I always like to play with my favorite team, the Dallas Mavericks, and they've got the shittiest team on there. Oh, like no. Like Derek Harper and some random white guy. Um, Sports. So I <laughs> I wish they came out with a new one, um, because the Mavericks are actually good now. But I wonder, um, yeah, I wonder what the, because is, is this the first, like, sports title that Arcade 1-Up's done? Uh, well, I mean, if you consider golf a sport... Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I was just trying to think of, like, how they get the likeliness of how they get the rights to all those, or if they have to change, like, the roster's names and everything. Oh, like Bill Clinton? Uh, that, for one, yeah. Um, You know, but that's interesting, though. That's crazy, though, I the online they, thing. I assume they just get the, uh, the NBA uh, license, and probably what happens is, like, the NBA players sign a deal that they hand over their rights to their kind of uh use my face their, yeah like their character rights or whatever it's the same sort of thing that happens with wwe and like ufc and everything else like you're basically signing over the rights to your like likeliness or whatever or likeness yeah yep. um and and that's probably what's happening here and gotcha so, yeah that's cool. Um, it's all cool. Oh, um, NBA Hang Time. It also has. Um, it has. So the NBA Jam one has the original Jam has Tournament Edition and NBA Hang Time. I don't. In that, I, I was going to say I don't know that one, but yeah, we all know Scotty's the big time. sports Is that dude. The one. That's not. That's not the one that has the uh, the Dreamcast. Uh, uh, it's on PlayStation. Apparently. Um, is it just PlayStation? No, it is on arcade N sixty four PlayStation. Yes, is what yeah. I was thinking. That's what we played and during yeah, the marathon yeah, yeah. with the Raptors. I was thinking Hang Time. 
Um, which Hang is basically kind of time. like a, a NBA Jam style game. A lot yes. of fun. Mm-hmm. There you so, go. All cool. right, let's um, let's keep moving on. Um, yeah. So you mentioned it earlier, Baby Yoda's all the rage, but did you hear about Baby Sonic, Scotty? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like this came out of nowhere. It's so weird. Yep. Um, there is a Japanese trailer that released uh like a week or two ago and it has like baby sonic in it and i i don't even understand how this is going to have any contextual relevance to the movie it's probably nothing more like here's my story you know so it's like five seconds probably baby sonic in it um i think some people are saying that like there's one scene of baby sonic standing in a doorway and there's these weird creatures on like a tree behind them oh and some people are like saying that those are echidnas what all right hold on yeah like they're like they look like tribal ish animals or something but um from what i saw online people are saying that those are like echidnas hold on you're gonna lose your shit no they're not Oh god damn it! Fucking Apple Intrad in Business Insider. I can't look at it without turning off ads or whatever. Lick my butt. I'm not doing that. I can't see behind him. Oh my god! No pictures letting me see anything. Or they're characters from like Ooga Booga. Oh shit! No, one of them looks like a some sort of fox thing. Not a fox, but like a badger almost. I don't think those are going to be echidnas, but who knows? We'll see. I'm not too worried about it. So a buddy of mine, like, he's like, what's your take on Baby Sonic? And I, my reply was just the cover of the Archie comic series Sonic Kids. It's, um, let's see here. You still there, Chris? Yep, yep, okay. I'm here. Uh, I, I, I think this is nothing more than basically the equivalent of ewoks in like star wars like this is something for them to sell merchandise oh yeah well that's what that's why sonic exists exists so no doubt well yeah but like i mean there, there's no other reason for this other than like let's create like a super like cute chibi version that we can make plushies of and t-shirts and all this other shit yeah they could have even thrown that together after somebody watched all of Mandalorian. They're like, we've got to do this somehow with Sonic. What I would have loved to seen is the original design. Oh, no. A baby version of that. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what could that have looked like? I'm sure there'll be fan art. Uh, I did see at MAGFest also the, uh, the, the OG Sonic movie Sonic in his, like, you know, that banner with the stripes and stars and stuff, and it just said meow below it instead of his name. I hate what the world has become. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, Baby Sonic's Baby Sonic. I don't know. I mean, it it exists. It's there. Hooray. He's he's Baby Sonicking. They call him Baby Sonic. Moving Uh, around, drinking milk and a pacifier. I don't know. Uh, next up is a, some news that I didn't even know this was a thing, but apparently there was an Akira, uh, prototype in development for the Mega Drive. Did you know about this? I did. 
I knew about. You it really before. did before I, this was I, even unearthed. I did, though. It was the, the this is uh, the fact that it, it exists is old news because um, there was an old like CES ninety two video out of somebody playing it. Um, but but the news here is uh, uh, that it's been the, the ROM has been dumped, so people can actually play it, and people have been throwing it on cartridges and stuff. I think um, this version of the ROM is earlier than the one at CES, right? I am not sure. I, I think it's an earlier version that um, that doesn't have some of the completed levels or something along those lines oh. from the and CES version. We're, we're talking about Akira, the anime movie, by the way, people, from yes. the 80s. Um, that is, it was definitely ahead of its time. Uh, I watched it again recently, and it's it, it holds up. The anime, not the the game. The correct, sorry, yeah, the anime is good. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is kind of crazy because it had three different styles of gameplay, or uh, t- t- four, because um, there was a, of course, a motorcycle portion, you know, kind of like excite bike style, that. yeah, and um, then also there's like an isometric portion where it it looked like almost tactical to an extent, um, and there's a uh, first person part of it where you uh Kaneda is the good guy right and Tetsuo is the one that gets taken over and becomes Akira right sure Spoil- spoilers it's been, it's been a while yeah um but like first person view of Tetsuo when he's in the hospital and you learn of your powers and whatever uh, and then there's another side-scrolling portion where you are Kaneda with that girl, and you're trying to escape from the hospital on that hover bike while you're trying to find Tetsu and everything too. So it had like diversity just within that game. It, it is an ambitious game. Yes, that's the word. Yeah, you know, because like I mean, it's, uh, they could have just mailed it in, and there is a lot going on. I mean, that it's it's probably not super easy to you know like try to have essentially four different games in one yeah you know and, and, i would and i would it, uh factor i would say that that was probably maybe a major factor in the reason it didn't get released and i think a lot of times what ends up happening with when when you do something like this is like it all all the all the different versions or, or games like kind of are hindered because you're not just focused on like that one right like making sure that one part is really really good like you're you're having to kind of be split in four different directions essentially creating four different video games and trying to meld them into one coherent game yeah um pretty nuts though yeah i first learned about this because it was unearthed that it was on that a game boy version of it was released um and some dude like sold them or something after the video game museum got a hold of them but it's nothing like uh, nothing like what we got here, though. And I actually want to clarify the the motorcycle part is not at all like Excite Bike. It's straight up road rash, which is okay with mm-hmm. me. Um, very cool stuff, though. I think it'd be cool to own this just to have it to play on a Genesis. That would be neat. And I think it would be really cool to see this revisited today, um, and and seeing like what a a competent indie studio could do with an Akira video game. Dude, I'm watching the side-scrolling part where they're in that little floating sled, and the graphics are really good for a Genesis. Yeah, it 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 looks it looks pretty cool. So it's a shame it's it a didn't shame. get made. Yeah. So Um I'd buy that for a dollar. Let's do that. 
Um, all right, we're gonna we're gonna jump to our feature discussion. That's now. fine. Um, let's do that. So we talked last episode about you know like our favorite releases of the year, um, but let's look ahead to see like what Sega's got on kind of like the forecast for 2020. And I we were talking a little bit before we started recording, and I was you know when I when I compiled this list, I was actually pretty surprised because there's they've got a lot of shit like already announced like we know for sure sega's got a lot of stuff up their sleeves probably a lot of stuff that sega of america have no idea what sega of japan is even working on right now because that's just how that's they fine they operate <laughs> they yep. have no idea. they're just waiting for their japanese overlords to tell them what to do um mm-hmm. and but uh, aside from that i'm just gonna run down the list really quickly um and then we can kind of talk about our overall feelings of like where Sega's headed this year. So um, we have uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, uh, Total War Three Kingdoms, Mandate of Heaven, uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, Fe Encore. That's, that's a sharp. Um, that's a sharp there, sir. What's that? That's a it's um it's since it's a music sharp. yeah it's a sharp like a sharp note a sharp F E I'm just reading it. <laughs> <laughs> that's coming out on the seventeenth, so that's like in eleven days. Hmm. Coming oh, not, in February eleventh uh, is the Yakuza Remastered Collection. Um, and then a week later on the eighteenth of February we have the Bayonetta and Vanquish, uh, tenth anniversary bundle. Woo. Yeah. Um after that a week later, Two Point Hospital, the so that was a, a PC release. Um it's getting ported to consoles, so it's like Xbox One, PS4, Switch. Um I didn't bother playing that, but I know Marson was a big fan of like the Two Point Hospital series. Mm-hmm. Um and so um that's coming out uh February twenty fifth. Um release date wise, the next one we have after that is March thirty first. Is Persona Five Royal, um, which a lot of people are excited about. Yeah, did you skip Fantasy Star? No, no, no. I, I meant to do that. I'm just taking okay. a look at my beer real quick. Oh, um, because Fantasy Star has a spring 2020. Uh, it doesn't have a specific release date yet. Woo! And so, honestly, that could come out anytime, like in March, or maybe it slips to April or May. Who knows? Yeah, that's and what we said Sega, five years ago. <laughs> Exactly. Um, they're like, oh, yeah, it's just delayed. Mm. It's been delayed for basically like eight years or whatever. Mm. Um, and so we'll see when we get that. But that's going to be um, Xbox One and PC right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited for that. That's Of all of these, that's probably my most uh, anticipated game. The rest of these are basically TBA. And so... Um, I'll I'll run down the list of TBA. Oh wow, you're generous with some of these, yeah. Yeah, we have Olympic Games Tokyo 2020, uh, Project uh, Sakura Wars. Mm-hmm. We have the two Panzer Dragoon remakes. Woo woo. Um, Space Channel Five. There's a VR version of that coming out. We have a new Hatsune Miku Bayonetta three. We're gonna have a House of the Dead one and two remastered for the Switch. Yeah, uh, hu- humankind is that one uh, yes. 
PC game that Sega really, um, you know, like amped up for that release and everyone was going crazy because it's like, oh, it's a new AAA, uh, you know, like uh, franchise. And it's like, oh, it's another like RTS game, PC that no one's excited about. They could not have done a worse job with that. But that was, yeah, I kind of felt bad for that because, you know what, there's just people. There's a whole team of dudes working and dudes and girls like working on that game and they're just wanting to create a good game. And I feel like Sega kind of kind of put them in a hard spot how they they marketed that whole release. And because people when you do that, like Sega fans get super excited and then they get let down and then they shit on it. And that's unfair to the developers and the other people working on the game because they're just trying to create the best game they can. And it, I felt yep. bad for them. Yeah, so. I mean, the thing is now is to request Sonic Adventure Remake, so here we go. <laughs> Sonic Adventure Remake is TBA 2020. No, good. Uh, we also have uh, Cryomore, 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim, which has been fucking, like, TBA for a long time now. Like That, that is was quite the title. They had that. They Sega had that at their E3 booth like two or three years ago, and I'm mm-hmm. like, why? Why do you even have this game here? It wasn't playable. It had like a short gameplay video that was running, and then it's just been kind of gone huh. since then. So I, I, maybe they're going to come out with this year. Who knows? Um, Project Re Fantasy is another Atlas game that's coming to the PS4. I have no idea what that is. Uh, Persona 5 Scramble, The Phantom Strikers. And then uh, the last game to round it out is uh, Shin Megami Tensai 5. All right. For the Switch. So that's a lot of stuff that Sega is potentially coming out with this year. Um, most notably, Absent, is a Sonic game. Bum, bum, bum. Well, they got to give think... the Sonic movie the limelight and oh, then announce the Sonic movie game. <laughs> is there any is there any hope that you from your standpoint that we could get a Sonic game in 2020? Sonic the Hedgehog the movie the game. The fel- the, on... the cell phone. A cell phone uh, <laughs> a cell phone version mm-hmm. of it um would be awesome. Um I could say them. I could see them doing an endless runner. Oh, God damn it! An endless runner. Um, an endless Hummer. Sonic. Version. Yeah. H two Hummer reloaded. Um, <laughs> Sonic game. Something will happen. They have. They can't. How can you not do? I well. I say how can you not do that? But there have been more. Why the hell didn't you do this moments than, than I this do probably, think that they so. have some sort of like Sonic mobile game on the horizon. I, I remember <laughs> seeing something like that, but right. um, it's hard to count those. You know, like just mm. mobile. It's like a pachinko game. Does it really? Ugh. Does it really count at this right. point? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, it would be um, that's a that's a slippery slope to release a Sonic movie game on consoles, though, just because of. Well, I, simply because Sonic Mania exists at this point, you know. What if it's Baby Sonic? Uh, sure, that's fine. Um, it could be, uh, what's that game, Who's Your Daddy or whatever, where you play as the baby and someone else is the parent running around? It'd just be like that. Um, I don't know. I don't... <laughs> also, would there be different versions of Baby Sonic between, like, modern Sonic and classic Sonic? Uh... 
I I just see Baby Sonic looking like the chubby classic Sonic at this point, so I don't know. Man. And are we going to get baby versions of everyone else? Uh, Which will inevitably spin off into a comic book? Again. <laughs> um, I'm just excited for the potential of Jim Carrey in a video game at this point. <laughs> I would love to see that. Because um, I'm trying to think, like, have we got Jim Carrey in a video game? Uh, there was a mask video game. Um, that counts. Because I was thinking, like, there's not been Ace Ventura, not a Dumb and Dumber. Has there not been a... Hmm, let me see here. Jim Carrey well, video game is what I typed in. And not the best thing to type in with him coming up in a Sonic movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was useless. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, Jim Carrey movie video games. That's what I should have typed bitten. in. Yeah, you know, all the hits. I'm running down the list of Jim Carrey movies. Pretty sure. Um, I remember the mask game. You would, like, spin around and have a different That That would be the stuff. only one, I think. I don't know. It might be. Might be. Earth Girls Are Easy? Did that get a video game? I could have been on the Atari 70... Like... I don't think so. Uh, Commodore. No. No, you're right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think Mask was the only one. Uh, huh. Hmm. That's okay. No Cable Guy video game. Man on the Moon. Oh, God. Cable Guy. I, w- I would have loved for that one. I mean, there's been Grinch video games, but specifically... Oh, shit! I, yeah, I mean, there was the Grinch on the Dreamcast. I bought that for my daughter for Christmas one year, and she hated it. <laughs> was that at the time of that one coming out? Uh, yeah, that movie did come out in 2000, so it could have been that It one. was a few years later, because she loved the Grinch movie. It was the first movie I ever took her to to see in the theater. She absolutely loved it. So I was like, it was one of those things where I'm like, I want to introduce my daughter to video games. Oh, boy. And so I'll get her. The, she loves the Grinch. Dad There's movie of the year. There's a Dreamcast version of it. Mm-hmm. I'll get that. Uh, and I, tr- I remember her opening it up. She was super excited. Later on in the day, we sat down to play it. And you're basically just running around a 3D map collecting presents. That's cool. all you're doing. It's so bad. Never been done before. Yeah, it's 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 really bad, and I, I thought after that I, I thought she was never going to play another video game again. She was after like, that, so she hated Christmas. It. it ruined Christmas, yeah. that, which is the most Grinchiest thing ever. So I think he ended up winning. It's yeah, full circle. <laughs> um, okay, so looking at this list, like what what do you feel about uh, Sega's projection into 2020? Like how strong uh, do you feel like this is it's, so far? It's super it, Japanese. It's leaning a lot on past releases, I feel like. Ugh, I wish like they there's would. There's lots of remasters. There's lots of yeah. anniversaries. There's lots of remakes going on. That's a safe bet, unfortunately. I mean, look at Resident Evil remakes. and These aren't even remakes. These are re-releases, basically. But Yeah, I mean, we have like a um, Panzer Dragoon. We have House That's of a the remake, Dead. Yeah. Um. Is the House of the Dead thing, is that just like the Wii version, that thing? Um, It's one and two. Oh, that's right. I'm thinking, okay, no, that's right, because that was announced after Panzer Dragoon, but I don't think it was more than, um, uh, shoot, what's that company called now? I can't remember. 
Uh, Forever Entertainment. They said, yeah, we got House of the Dead as well. Something like that, yeah. right? Yeah. That's cool. Um, Which I'm I would excited love for to that. see a House of the Dead overkill, because that that is one of my favorite House of the Dead games. My favorite will always be Typing of the Dead. Well, um, what about um, Typing of the Dead overkill? I didn't play that too extensively. I did actually review it. Um, I would like to try it with all the crazy add-ons like it had that shakespearean add-on mm-hmm. and stuff and like the yep. presidential one or something i can't yeah, remember there was even one that you could do custom ones too so oh, we geez. could do like a whole mega vision it would just be penis a thousand times <laughs> um yeah i mean there is a lot of japanese stuff and that's not at all a bad thing uh i will be grabbing the bayonetta and vanquish thing and since i never really sat down with vanquish um That'll be cool. Fantasy Star, I've mentioned before how I want to play through the first one or or at least experience PSO1 before 2 comes out. Um, Hatsune Miku is always fun. Bayonetta 3, I'd be surprised if we saw that in 2020, honestly. Uh, yeah, that looks like one that, that, that could slip for sure. Yeah. If, if any of these slip, maybe some of the Atlas stuff, um, but... Right. Uh, well, we got to have Persona 5 releases this year, so those will happen. That will for sure happen. I, I think that, I mean, that one has, I want to say that one, yeah, that March 31st, that actually has a release date. Right. Everything else is like TBA or like spring, summer, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, the uh, the re-fantasy Mental. game looks cool. The character's design is pretty neat. I, I dig it. That red-haired girl. Mm. What were you saying? I, I don't, I don't have a lot of confidence in 13 Sentinels. I don't know anything it's, it's about that. Been, it's been delayed for so long, so who knows when that'll ever come. You know what? Oddly enough, I'm actually kind of interested in humankind. Oh, like, no. It's, I, I don't have high expectations. Oh, I remember this 13 Sentinels now. I just looked up the trailer. Yeah, I didn't know anything about it then either. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, like, I, I think humankind could be a, a, a fun game. You know, yeah. like, I think it's it's interesting, the premise and everything, like just mixing up different uh like advances in human history and 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 the different cultures that's a cool premise for an rts game um and like a strategy game and so i think it could be interesting i just i feel like they sega put them in kind of a hard spot with how they marketed that and how they kind of unveiled it i think it could be a fun game yeah yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't doubt that it couldn't. Um, it just was a victim of circumstance, so. Yeah, yeah. So, Sega, stop, like, amping shit up, like, yeah. more than it needs to be. Just you, t- you don't need to do that. That's what the internet is for. Yeah. Let the internet Thanks. do it. Don't do countdowns and other stuff unless, you know, like, just yeah. don't do that. They pulled a GTA like, 5 with that crap. Like, I mean, or not I GTA 5, but one of the GTAs, yeah. I think uh, what ends up happening is is that you get these like younger, like uh, dumber, younger, like PR oh. people oh. come <laughs> in there, and they're like super excited, and they want to like really jazz stuff up, hmm. you know, like so like they they get like okay, so say you Scotty, you get hired on, oh. you're a couple years out of college you. or at a couple smaller PR, PR jobs, right? Mm-hmm. And you're hired on a Sega. And they're like, okay, you've trained up, you've, you've worked on a couple other smaller releases, and it's like, okay, 
this is your first big release. This is your game that you're going to now be marketing. And it's a PC game. It's called Humankind. And this is what it's about. And so you come up with this, like, unveiling plan. And you really want to, like, make a splash and everything. And so you do it up really, really big. You have these high ambitions to get everyone super excited about it. But you don't really know a lot of, like, the history of what, like, Sega has done over the past 25 years. And so you do this whole thing, and then the fan base gets spun into a tizzy, and you're looking online, on social media, and, like, all these people are thinking, like, oh, is it this new, you know, like, series coming out? Or, like, what is Sega going to be doing? And at some point, you're like, oh, shit. Like... (laughs) They they're really excited about this, and it's like this like kind of mediocre looking PC game. And at some point, you're like, "God damn it, this is not going to get in well." Yeah. Wait, was that a question for me? That's kind of what happened. (laughs) I'm just throwing out a scenario. Okay. Just I I think that that's might be what happens sometimes Uh, with uh, with Sega because people you you constantly hear it like like why does Sega keep doing this? Like why does Sega keep amping up these games and releases only to have them disappoint. And I think one of the reasons why is that you have these people that come in um, on like the, the PR side of things that don't really have a lot of the contextual background of what Sega has done over the past couple decades. Yeah, maybe not. Whereas like us in the community have been there, you know, late eighties and early nineties. Right. So it's not really their fault. It's just, it's just what it is, I guess, man. But anyway, anyway, it looks it's looking good. I think oh, overall for Sega in twenty twenty. Um, like I said earlier, uh, Sega certainly has other stuff planned, and so this isn't going to be like everything Sega has on the docket for twenty twenty. But I think for what we have so far, it's a pretty strong. Uh, release list of uh, of of games. I'm even if we just got this, I think it's 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 a decent year. I it's I mean we just played Shenmue three and we're getting Fantasy Star Online too. What a it's it's the year of the Dreamcast again, everybody. It's taken over. Did you see that that picture of like the 2020 anniversaries that we have? No, I shared it in the stream uh, team thing, but there's like so many things. The Game Gear hits its 30 year anniversary this year. The Saturn has its 25th in North America. Uh, Neo Geo's 30 years old. Pac-Man's oh, I see 40. It now. Yeah, Pac-Man's 40 years old. It, it's just some crazy stuff on there. So Nier is 10 years old. Holy shit. Apparently Bayonetta 10 years. We mentioned that, but yeah, there's a lot of, uh, jet set radio is 20 years old this year. It's Scott crazy. Pilgrim is 10 years old. Yeah. That's never going to see another version of that. That's scary and makes me feel older than I am. Um, pretty nuts people. Pretty nuts. Jesus so, Christ. Lots of stuff going on. Yep. Uh, on that note, let's uh, let's wrap things up on this one. Um, we posted a couple uh, articles over the past few weeks uh, looking at our favorite games mm-hmm. of the past decade, which was a lot of fun. And, you know, big uh, 
ups to uh, Scrub vs. Chris for taking that on. Yep. He did a lot of hard work in organizing that with all the different uh, Megavision's writers. Mm-hmm. And I was really happy with how that article came about. Uh, and uh, it's it's really cool. So if you haven't read it yet, go to megavisionsmag.com and check that out. Uh, it's it's weird, man, because I I thought I had a really good solid list together for like mm-hmm. my top five of my uh, you know like top Sega games from the past decade, and then after it published, I saw everyone else's releases. I was like I can't believe I left that game off. You know what I mean? Oh yes, yes, yes. And so um, I felt uh, I felt kind of shitty about that. So. <laughs> Uh, well, there's a resounding winner, which means we just need to stream Sonic and All-Star Racing Transformed again. We, You can never go wrong with that game. It's it's one of like the the best games that Sega's ever done. Not since Sonic R be... has there been such a great racing game. <laughs> um, awesome. So... Where what what do we got going on from the the stream streaming side of things? Uh, the, we're gonna be bouncing week. around here and there. Um, TJ will be doing some stuff throughout the. Uh, I believe well by the time this goes live, he would have already streamed. Um, Wednesday when this comes out, I might be streaming something. I want to find a an old school game to play through. Maybe find something that we wrote about in the magazine soon. I like doing long plays of stuff so that I don't have to figure something out each week. Um, Thursday Night Throwdowns is still kind of up in the air right now. It's, you know, it's the week following a convention weekend, so everybody's like, man, I played a lot of games, but what do I want to <laughs> yeah. play now, like, that I didn't play there? And, you know, it's uh, it's a weird it's a weird recoup week. Yeah. So, um, but just keep your eyes on the social medias that we're on. You know, Twitter's the best place to see what we're streaming. Um, or as always hop in our discord for honestly the most up to date information. Um, and, uh, but yeah, just keep an eye on there. Like Chris said, we've got that, uh, top, top list of the decades. And then we also have our favorite Sega games of 2019. People should still go check out, um, and I think that's just about all. I mean, if you really want to go see what I do outside of Sega stuff, I keep forgetting to tell people that I actually do have a YouTube page. So I just unboxed Corpse Killer. Um, but if you go to youtube.com backslash Scotty Mo, uh, you can find my goofy stuff there. Um, uh, just, I love your unboxing, Scotty. Thanks. Uh, they used to be a much more regular thing, but now I just do them whenever, but they're fun. Yeah. It's just no, a... no, no, I really enjoy it. Like, I actually, every time every time you post a new one, I will show it to Jamie and be like, hey, Scotty's got a new unboxing. Oh, God. We both actually kind of have a good chuckle at it. It's, it's funny. I, I enjoy them. And for some reason, you let me sleep in your house. <laughs> <laughs> in my bed. Yep. Um, but, uh, 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 yeah. If... um. Speaking of streams, uh, Sketchcraft is also um, has been uh, live streaming the April O'Neil piece, the Turtles uh, piece that we talked about at the top of the show. So if you go to SketchcraftLive.com, you'll be able to uh, watch him basically finish up the Turtles uh, portrait uh, for this issue. And then after that, he'll start... Uh, live streaming his virtual on cover that he's doing. Oh, for this yeah, issue. I'm excited so, for that one. Yeah, um, it's it's pretty cool, man. Because like I, I was watching a little bit 
of uh, what he was doing, and I I see kind of like his techniques and stuff. Not mm-hmm. saying that I could get anywhere close to like doing what he's doing, but it's pretty interesting to kind of see how he he kind of goes about doing some of his art. Um, it's really interesting to see it all kind of come together and how he uh, how his process is. So if now you're that- a budding artist and you want to kind of get an idea of like a good, a really, really awesome digital artist, check out uh, sketchcraftlive.com and, uh, and, and pick up some good tips there. Yeah, that April O'Neil thing, now that I look at it again, reminds me of his Princess Leia thing with just all the... Mm. references everywhere lying about yeah so. that that the princess leia one is is one of the all-time dates that he's done so really good stuff um also uh remember if you want to subscribe to megavisions uh you know we we sit here and talk about sega and everything else all the time but kind of our flagship product is megavisions magazine it is a quarterly magazine that's focused on all things sega but we also kind of dip here and there in like retro video games indie stuff and we we're we're branching out into like stuff beyond sega um but if you want to support that you can go to our patreon page at www.patreon.com slash megavisions you can choose to subscribe to either a physical issue or a digital version of that and if you want to catch up on all things Megavisions, you can go to www.megavisionsmag.com and you can read all the great stuff that we're putting out throughout the week and uh, just keep up with all your your favorite uh, writers on the Megavisions team. So do that and drop us a line. Let us know what you think. And if you have any any ideas on like what you'd like to see in future issues, be sure to uh, let us know. You know? Yeah, same goes for the sideshow. We just talked about, uh, uh, what the hell? Evolver. Jesus. Um, the move, the sci fi horror coming of teenage VR drama. I don't even know, but, coming uh, coming of teenage. Coming of teenage. Um, what are we doing for the next sideshow? Do we know? Nope. So, <laughs> uh, if you people want to recommend a movie, doesn't have to be directly sega related or if you want to recommend some sega games you'd like to hear us talk about um you know just toss them our way in discord we've got that feedback channel open uh we're we're willing uh, if for those that have kept up with the sideshow we are willing to watch just about anything we Uh, it's bottom of the barrel yeah we watch yep our motto is we'll scrape that something (laughs) we'll scrape it off your floor Mm mm-hmm and pretty much anywhere else. So, all right, that's going to wrap things up for this uh, episode. We will be back here in a couple weeks, and be sure to tune in for the next uh, Megavision Sideshow. Yeah. Take it easy. Woo.